This week in PlayStation, we're talking about PlayStation VR 2 and it's reportedly disappointing sales numbers, the underrated PlayStation Studios IP, and Horizon Forbidden West one year later. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to your PlayStation show, everybody. That's Bless. That's Janet. I'm Greg, and you can get PSI Love You XOXO on Patreon.com slash KindaFunny. There, you can watch us record it live, just like Josh G is, Matthew is, CJ Rock 32 is, or whatever. Of course, you could get it ad-free, and you could get dozens of monthly exclusive episodes all on Patreon.com slash KindaFunny. If you have no bucks toss our way, no big deal. Support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code KindaFunny. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads on YouTube.com slash KindaFunnyGames and podcast services around the globe each and every week thank you to our patreon producers tripod plus plus delaney twining today we're brought to you by rocket money and shady rays but let's start with a psn message from you actually first things first mm. janet welcome back from boston how was pax east yo good to be back um yeah it was really fun i always love doing these kind of events like it's just intensive quick coverage in a way that you don't get um outside of being at a convention and then sure. of course it was cool seeing all uh, you guys you know thank you so much for everyone that walked up to me and said that they listen to you know kind of funny or min max psi love you specifically did you get One, more psi loved you or you get more min max okay you and ben hansen both asked me the same thing literally the same question the, the same answer? person once um i probably got more kind of funny because kind of funny is bigger Good. than min max so there you go but i was like I find it funny that both of, you, but both of you feel the need to ask, and I think that says something about both of you. <laughs> I'm worried about um, why he just yeah. pulled out his phone immediately after you said He's that. He's going to call Ben and be like, hey, Ben, how did you react to... I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm so scared. He's calling my other content dad. Who gave you Ben Hansen's number? <laughs> ben Hansen. It was a mistake. You should have learned. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, Greg Miller. Hey, Ben Hansen. You're on PS I Love You XOXO. How are you? doing good i'm making myself a cup of hot chocolate good i just wanted to call and say man it really sucks that janet got recognized more for ps i love you than min max that sucks man <laughs> it's not even a competition i was asking just to see if we got to like 30 percent. sure i'd be happy with 25 but i i think it's 95 5 if we're being honest here well maybe we can get it up to six percent for you next year okay cool thanks so much man hope you're doing well no problem enjoy your drink bye all right Everybody, MinMax is a fantastic place. You should be watching and supporting them both on Patreon and YouTube and podcast services around the globe. Uh, what about games, Janet? What did you see that was cool there? Oh, man, I saw a bunch of stuff that was cool there. Um, uh, Botany Manor's definitely a highlight. Uh, thought of y'all with the, or supposedly I was blessing with Escape Academy, like the botany ah. section. Oh, It wow. reminds me a lot of that. So I feel like if you jived with that, like this is, would be up your alley. Um, other things that are really cool. I saw the, um, which shout out to Steve Saylor for letting me jump onto his appointment because i wasn't able to like get it scheduled outright but i saw um relics of the old faith the cult of the lamb dlc that's ah. coming out um which i think i think i'm spoilers for my write-up i've been writing up stuff on pen and pixels like throughout the last couple days like trying to get all this content up and i think i might see a way that i can get my platinum with this 
And How so? It's it's not, color me be, interested. Whoa, what happened it, there? Okay, it's still not going to be easy. It'll still be work, but there is an ability. Like they get, you know, a lot of new abilities and things in the in the content coming up. But one of the like relic abilities you can get is basically like another kind of um, special ability. Sometimes they're only one use. Sometimes they're multiple use with a recharge. One of the abilities, and I'm praying they won't nerf it before it gets out, is it freezes all the enemies on the screen, including oh, the boss. Oh, oh. So if you wear the cloak that helps you do the damage buff, you get that high enough, you do the freeze ability you can probably because the one I'm, I'm having a hard time with is the boss that has a bunch of projectiles kind of bullet hell like i just sure. it's so hard and i pay you know all this stuff i'm like i think this is how i could win and it was funny because um the developer we were talking to like i was mentioning i'm like oh yeah this is what i'm on the lookout for because like i love the game i'm working on the platinum blah blah and i'm playing and funny funnily enough we like run into like a bug in in the build where like the boss just kept doing like the same attack of like it's like a tentacle spike attack and it was just frozen there and he's like oh oh i think this is just like a bug and i'm like well i'll just write it out like my time's almost done and i beat the boss with the bug i think steve got it on film so i'll post the video later and the developer's like how do you not have the platinum yet and i'm like that's what i'm saying man it's too hard. <laughs> like y'all made it too hard uh even though i know a lot of people have the platinum but uh, you know, that was cool. I saw like Animal Well. Played that on PS5 actually. Uh nice. that's from Big Mode Donkey's um is it a publisher or developer? Oh, Donkey's thing, the publisher. Publisher. Um so that was pretty cool. Liked it fine. That was like the talk of the floor though. And I don't know if that's just because of the the buzz that everyone went to play it. Um I thought it was cool. I wasn't as, you know, in love with it, but I really enjoyed it. Played Bread and Fred again, still fun. Laughed the whole time. Was in tears by the end of the appointment. It was just I love that game. It's like a blast. Um so yeah, a bunch of stuff that uh, I really enjoyed. I I liked most of the stuff I played uh there. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody of course can keep up with what you did over at pendpixels.com as your previews continue to roll out. I enjoyed all your updates of you trying to write them and how many you wrote on the plane or what oh my obscene God. hour of the night it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's been fun. Also, one to at least two people walked up to me and said, thank you for your support of Horizon. So, you know, we're getting out there. Aloy's army, we're building it. What a transition. Of course, we are all getting prepared for Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores on April 19th, 2023. So we figured we'd look back today at Horizon Forbidden West, talk about getting back into the game. And of course... We want to do the show without a PSN message from you. You can write in to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y for free, just like Joshua did. Joshua writes in and says, Is Horizon the most underrated PlayStation Studios franchise? Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Is it? The most underrated PlayStation Studios franchise. I don't think so, no. I feel like it's rated appropriately maybe it's a little underrated i think maybe it's a little underrated i'll give it that most underrated no um what is what is uh astrobot let me tell you about this game called dark cloud no Uh, (laughs) they're in the weeds now no 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 no. um either ash i'll say either astrobot or maybe even ghost of tsushima like oh come on ghost yeah i think maybe ghost of tsushima ghost i think about ghost tsushima a lot and how good ghost tsushima is how much credit like I think I think with time passing, we've forgotten about <laughs> the one shots of me. Just <laughs> <laughs> just Don't put the camera on me right now. Just let I you're doing a great job, out. Roger. We appreciate you <laughs> carrying the work around here. I think I think we've forgotten about the hype of Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima a little bit. And I think it's that plus how much I fucking love Ghost of Tsushima Legends and that multiplayer mode. And that sure. multiplayer mode just didn't get enough hype around it because it, it was genuinely good. They had a whole raid in there, and the raid was fantastic. And I think most people just 
either it didn't even know doesn't even know it exists or haven't gotten to experience and so that's why i still i put it in that place of being a little bit uh underrated as well and i think even more underrated than um something like uh horizon horizon i think has gotten his love when horizon zero dawn came out especially i think when it was a surprise that's when you saw a lot of people go oh snap like oh this is really cool this is all that and of course other games come out around the same time as horizon games kind of dampen that blow but i think even still horizon from people from i think the wider playstation audience still gets its flowers um even though it may get a little bit overshined by things like god of war or, or um last list or other playstation well, playstation ip kind of i still I, think we love horizon i agree with you that i think it is appropriately rated i think it is rated the way it should be rated and where it should be rating and of course obviously today's show is going to be or the topic of the show when we get there toss 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 will be about us uh talking about me specifically coming back to horizon one year later getting ready for bernie shores and how i feel about it you know there but i feel like it is what it is and people know what it is and it's a known quantity it's good i think ghosts isn't a bad pick i know janet uh, was aghast at it uh, i do think that we don't talk enough I'm about Ghost. <laughs> i i you know i still think infamous is an underrated franchise but i would mm. I, i'd throw down for astrobot where I think it's ridiculous that we don't have more Astrobot, that we don't have a standalone Astrobot, that we don't have a PlayStation VR 2 Astrobot, that there just isn't yeah. more Astrobot. Astrobot is amazing. I saw somebody in the, the chat go through here. I, I, I say it like I don't see it in front of me, but I guess I don't see the exact one where they said Dreams, which is an interesting one. But yeah. Dreams is such a weird. Is it the most underrated PlayStation franchise or stu- Studios franchise? I would. I, I think, too, well, it way. depends on what are we talking about here? You know, are we talking about from the critic standpoint from the casual conversation standpoint or like the fan standpoint because i think there's a there's definitely overlap in all of those but i feel like it's fun and i forgot to pull up ghost is the only one i haven't had time to pull up yet on metacritic but horizon forbidden west 88 dreams 89 um astro 90 i I do think um, i think think ghost probably is like the lowest rate there but i have to double check 83 okay so so, to that point I think on the Metacritic standpoint, I could see that being a little bit underrated. Um, like if I had to guess Ghost's Metacritic before hearing it right now, I would have guessed higher than that. And I think it also probably warrants a score higher than that, I think, for what you normally see at that range. But I think anecdotally, Astrobot gets a lot of love. Ghost, I guess we could debate that, right? You guys are kind of like, yeah, I feel like it's a little underrated. I feel like people loved that game to pieces because they're like oh my god the wind and i respect that game i just wasn't as enamored by it personally um but i feel like that had a lot of hype around it i would put dreams in there in terms of casual conversation because i feel like dreams is that thing where everyone kind of agrees that it's impressive but i think oftentimes people don't end up caring about it it doesn't end up moving the needle like i still hear a lot of well let me wait for when it's on ps plus which to that point i do i would love to see it in that library i think it'd be a great addition for a number of reasons but um every time i go back to dreams and as we just did for you know judging the mps i am impressed and enamored by what i find there and the campaign's also very good so it's also a little funky i think to say that's an underrated franchise when it only had the one kind of thing. You know, we're kind of playing fast and loose with franchise there. I feel but like I think Dreams is probably one of the mo- probably the most underrated thing that PlayStation Studios proper has put out. I would see. I would disagree. Where casually, I think not Dreams critically. is an yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's all in the same conversation, at least for my take on Dreams. Where I think again, Dreams is another one that is appropriately rated in the way that like it's Metacritic was great. It turned heads at reviews. There is great stuff in there when you jump into it, but there's also just so much. It is. I f- feel like there's not a great onboarding process and user experience of getting in there and doing it unless you're using it every day, using the third part, the third part, the website in, in conjunction to build your list and stuff. Like I it's, 
it seems like I should have dreams loaded up and have it always three or four back in my tiles on my PlayStation five to hop in, see what's up for a couple of, uh, an hour or whatever, 30 minutes and then go off to what it is. But I've jumped in so many times. I'm like, hey, what do I want to do? Oh, this is, man, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't have that, those legs for me. And I feel like that's the same way it is for a lot of people. What's wild with dreams for me is that I, when I checked my hours in dreams, um, this last time, cause we hopped back into it for MPs. I was, I was impressed to see that. Like I had spent, maybe 40 something hours in dreams and that's like i i, I do that casually I've, I've done that casually over the years just based on the fact that there is so much to check out in dreams and if you are jumping into like the actual campaigns that media molecules made for it or you're just cruising messing around with the tools doing all that i just naturally put in that amount of time into it and that's more amount of time than i i spent playing a lot of playstation games right like i think that's technically more time than i spent playing horizon that's maybe half the time i spent playing um ghost Tsushima, an underrated game but yeah 40 like that's a good amount of time and i would recommend i would recommend people checking out dreams or pick, picking up dreams or buying dreams because i think you could get that amount of time uh out of it playing it and i could see i think i could see it being the under underrated pick just based on that based on how good it is but yeah it's at least the other thing where i think the main problem with dreams is how you gotta put more into it you, one you got to put more into it yeah. and then also i think it's just not been delivered to the audience in a no great way where digestible way yeah like i think it should be uh either free to play right or like maybe you pay for the creator creator tools but you can play the games for free like i think there's some way you can you can position it to where it could do better but the reasons why we feel like dreams is underrated i think it mainly go back to dreams has been undermarketed uh in, in some extent i think too like uh which blessing you know i watched uh, your episode of the blessing show which is was it five dreams they need to play yeah, it was which also ones. features yeah. you in dreams which is so, so cool. scary I love it. <laughs> it's cool and it's scary. It's a lot of things. Um, losing my head run free, as they would say. What is that? Uh, I think it was your headlining game or your first one. Was it Lock? Lock, yeah. Lock so, is like, sick as hell. Yes, we and you know, of course, you know, me and Isaiah, fans of the Blessing Show, uh, we watched that episode and, and he played Lock, and I'm like, yeah, I think this will be a U game. It's a puzzle, and he played it. He loved it. That was one of his favorite games of that year, and he's like, literally, this game is worth buying to play Lock alone. Yep. And while not every experience you're gonna have in Dreams is like that, I feel like it is not too hard to find I, I get like to your point greg like within dreams itself as much as they try to like have these different tiers and sections I, I would agree with you guys saying that like it hasn't been marketed as well as it could have been or rather the marketing hasn't clicked for everybody you know not everyone is loading up dreams or keeping it in the rotation the way you would think it should be given the amount of quality there but i think the fact that, that can be said alone is mind-blowing you know again just did the empties um I, i've been meaning to tweet out about one of the games that we played that we didn't end up picking for creation of the year, but it was a game that like I was subtweeting like, holy cow, I love platformers. Like I had so much fun playing it. I'm looking to like go back and I have fun just searching up weird stuff in there. Like on New Year's Eve, I searched up like Happy New Year and just started playing nonsense. And it was awesome. And I get that that's not for everyone and well, that's not the experience is. everyone wants to have. And I think it's a hard sell. That's that's why to me I would pick that as an, like, an underrated gem because there are so many of those moments, but I feel like people don't end up finding them or seeking them out and that's why it kind of is easy to be like mm, i guess it's cool because the breakfast is really realistic but i don't see what else is there for me you know <laughs> it's the breakfast was I, realistic one of the things it that works <laughs> and it's crazy because it's upsetting but one of the things that works against dream is is that it's just too broad yeah. little big planet was so easy to wrap your head around yeah. okay it is a you're it's it's their take on a mario right and you can make your own levels awesome cool i get that whereas yeah this is you can make Blessing's head <laughs> and then somebody yeah. else can use it. But then there's the breakfast and then there's full-blown games and there's this and there's that. And it's just like, 
It's like walking in, I feel, to a giant Walmart, but things aren't super organized well. So the basketballs are shoved in with the dog food, and it's all just like, you know, the, next to the Maybelline, next to the, this can of OJ. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. What, what's wrong with that? I, I just, I'd be so scared if I saw the Maybelline next to the can of OJ. Yes. Like, what happened here? What are you going to drink? <laughs> this place knows. explode and get put back together? Exactly. So there you go, Joshua. No, we don't We don't think it's the most underrated PlayStation Studios franchise, but we do have a lot to say about Horizon because it's our topic of the show. Yeah, no, it's fine, Roger. We understand. You're filling in for Barrett and Kevin today. We're giving you a hard time. Ladies and gentlemen, as you probably know, or maybe you've already forgotten, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shore is the DLC set in lovely Los Angeles, where we will all go to Janet's house, is releasing on April 19th. That is less than one month from now, and we're just a little bit, about a month past a little bit more, I guess. The release of Horizon Forbidden West, of course, it came out on February 18th, 2022. Uh, I wanted to come here. I wanted to talk about this because, Blessing, you've known me a long time. Yeah. You've listened to me a long time. Janet, you didn't know me until you started working at IGN, but it's no big deal. I <laughs> am full of shit often where I no. say, oh, I will get back to that game. Oh, I will come back and platinum that game one day. Oh, and it doesn't. And the best intentions, it never happens. Sometimes not the best intentions. Let's be honest. Persona 4 Golden, I never was. But I lied to Andrew Goldfarb when I said I wouldn't. I didn't do it. Horizon Forbidden West, I had said, I'll get back to it around the D- for the DLC for sure, and that's where I'll get reinvigorated to platinum it. I came back to it this past week with the intent of getting my sea legs more than even worrying about the platinum. Because, of course, with Zero Dawn, when they unleashed Frozen Wilds, mm-hmm. and I dropped into Frozen Wilds, I was completely lost at what the, how to play the game anymore. It took me forever. I remember having a not a great time with the beginning of Frozen Wilds because I didn't know what was going on. I've been going through Forbidden West. I've got my sea legs officially completely back, and I am so re-addicted to this game. Hell yeah. I know one of the questions that we want to talk about, of course, is that one year ago in February, we gave it a 5 out of 5. Amazing. We then got a lot of people mad in the comments because we said it was five out of five amazing, but spent a lot of time nitpicking it and talking about things we didn't like about it. And then, of course, Game of the Year has happened since then. It, it, was it on people's top tens? It wasn't this. How can you give something a five out of five and not have it there? There's so much to unpack in this conversation. But to start from the personal side of it, of jumping back in, once again, I can't, or if you're going to play Burning Shores and you're like me and you play a million games, I can't recommend enough getting back into it because i was i jumped back in and i was like thank god i started early because i don't remember I, I was like i'll start easy and i'll go on one of the relics you know go to the dilapidated buildings yep. and, and i was like ah oh, fuck i don't even remember the mechanics of the puzzles right now and i know you want me to do and i'd like google the most easy thing I'm like how to use pullcaster <laughs> which is like oh hold trying you yeah idiot you're like oh fuck <laughs> i didn't think about i'm like looking at my weapons and yada 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 Right now, I'm flying. I'm having a great time. I am knocking out the trophies. I am making my way through this platinum. You know, I think we have a little bit of time till the next review. So I, I do feel confident I'm going to have this platinum in time for Burning Shores or in tandem with Burning Shores. But nice. such a great time with it. And Janet, I do want to say just like the hundreds and hundreds and probably five. Oh, sorry, the hundred and hundreds kind of funny fans and probably the five min-max fans who came up to you at PAX East and said, <laughs> thank you for supporting Horizon. Thank you, Janet, for being that light in the darkness where even I question myself sometimes where I question myself. What a great game. What a fantastic game. I'm, I'm so happy to be back for it. Janet, did you play more? Are you just always on top of it? You don't need to worry about it. Um, I mean, I platinumed it back when I unfortunately did have COVID at some point between when the game came out 
and now. Um, and I was like, you know what? Now's the time to dig in because I'm doing nothing. I'm laying in bed trying to recover. Um, and yeah, I mean, I love this game. Platinum the first one. Platinum this one. Um, might actually go back in as well. Um, part for what you mentioned, Greg, of refreshing before Burning Shores. But then also just because I kind of want to play again. Um, my brother, who we uh, got him and his wife a PS5 this past Christmas. He's playing um, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, and then he's going to do Forbidden West. And even just, like, playing his game, which obviously, you know, different game, different, like, controls to a degree with how some stuff's laid out. But, like, he needed help with something, and I was like, oh, okay, here's how you do it. Here's what you can look up about the creatures. And, okay, you want, if you want to upgrade, that he asked, he wanted advice on, like, upgrading. What should I upgrade? I haven't bought anything. And I was walking him through, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just do this, like, hunt for you real quick. I'll just get these things for you. And just even going back to that, which isn't even the most recent and best, you know, iteration in the franchise of this um, series. I was like, man, I just want to keep doing this. I just want to keep hunting stuff. I just want to keep hanging out. Um, while I did get the platinum in Forbidden West, I didn't 100% the game because you don't sure. need to 100% to get the what platinum. It, how brilliant is, you know, I think yep. something we've talked about before in the show. But again, now as I'm going through and knocking things out, it's so nice to be like, oh. I really don't like these races, but it's only two of them. Knocked it off last yeah. night. Great. Oh, cool. I don't need to worry about that. Um, but yeah, I want to go back in and just kind of, you know, hang out, do a couple of quests I didn't do um, alongside Isaiah, who hasn't gotten the platinum yet, or I think he, maybe he has, but he want, might want to clean up or do something like that. We were talking about the other night. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love this game to pieces. Um, while again, you don't need the 200% to get the platinum, some things that I did that I probably talked about on this show before was, again, having my own fun with it. One of the uh, trophies is, I think, maxing out maybe either armor or a weapon, and I, I chose the one I actually wanted, because you can just do the green ones and it'd be the easiest thing. But I'm like, no, I'm going to do the one that's going to require, like, the Apex Slitherfang Heart. And, like, I went out there and I got it, and that, that was fun and a blast. Um, I uh, took whatever, you know, again, don't want to do too many spoilers, but, like, you know, whatever writable I could to traverse the area um, and went across like every inch of the map. Cause I'm like, I want to clear up the whole fog. Like that wasn't part of anything. I just want to do that for myself. Um, and stuff like that is just so cool to do. Like I have so much fun in that world. Um, if you're a, an audio listener, I'm holding the claw strider that I ordered from fan gamer that they just restocked on or, or dropped for the first time. I don't remember. Uh, it's adorable. And, and yeah, I when we love started, this game and I have a lot of merch of it. When we started the conversation, you held up two game informers. Cause I saw yes. you on Twitter the other day, maybe Instagram say, this is your new obsession. You want to collect for your favorite games, all the Game Informer covers. Yeah, I and I really wish that I could remember if Isaiah was in the room to remind me the name of the game store um, in the L.A. area that I went to. Like I was in the mood to get uh, <laughs> so random. I was in the mood to buy the Mario Encyclopedia. Oh, who is it? The Moose yeah, Strikes. You know, who, you know, yeah, y'all know it. You know, let me know in the comments if you can relate. You know, when, the, when you're just like, I really want to read who all these people are. So I was in the mood for that. I'm like, let me check out this game store. I know they have books. They didn't have the Mario Encyclopedia. Had to go to Barnes and Noble for that. But um, while I was there perusing, I'm like, you know what? Like, I, they had both of these. I'm like, they had one of the Horizons. I saw the other one, and then I was like, you know what? Franchise just started. You know. Let me just pick these up. Now we're caught up. And then I'm like, maybe I should do this for all of my uh, favorite ones. But I kind of impromptu started with uh, Horizon, uh, having the, you know, the Zero Dawn, the Forbidden West. So, yeah, I'm excited to uh, dabble into these, reread them. Uh, it's always fun looking back at coverage, too. Obviously, we're not that far from when this stuff initially happened. But it's something that I really get a kick out of, um, especially like looking back over time. So, uh, yeah, excited to get the other ones for other franchises that I like. Blessing, you've been kind of quiet. Mm -hmm. A year later. 
Where are you with Horizon? You haven't touched it. You haven't pla- uh, since we reviewed it, and you yeah. haven't platinum it or anything, right? No, I've not touched this since we reviewed it. I'm very happy hearing you go back to it and um, being back into it all the way, right? And enjoying the gameplay and feeling like no, th- this game still holds up uh, a year later because now that we're approaching the DLC, right? It is that thing where typically I'm not a, D- a-, a DLC person. The idea of Horizon's DLC does appeal to me. I did enjoy Frozen Wilds when I finally went went, went back to it, and I enjoyed the game so much when I originally played through it that. I would like to re-experience that uh, that again. Shout out to the tall, the Lego tall neck that Jana has pulled up. I here, have by the so way. many things for this game. Make more so I can buy more things for this game, please. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like it, it's fun talking about it one year later because you mentioned that like you know give it a five, five out of five in a review. People go crazy in the comments, which is funny because also like I think Andy in that review gave it a four out of five. People went crazy on Andy as well. So there's no right there's no right <laughs> review score Anyone for this get game. The smoke. Yeah, like if you gave a five out of five or a four out of five, people will still be mad. But uh, that said, it was fun. It was it was fun slash interesting um, reviewing this game because I want to say this was. Either the first or one of the first games where we reviewed it on the five point scale. Yeah. And I remember yeah. like talking to you and like, you know, trying to figure out what the scale is and playing through it, getting to the end and feeling like, all right, like I feel like this would be like a nine out of ten. You know, like I wouldn't yeah. categorize Horizon as like perfect. one of the greatest video games or like a perfect video a game masterpiece. or a masterpiece video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But like Agreed. I think it's I I think it is an excellent video game um across the board and what it does. You know, I have critiques here and there about like story moments yeah. and like maybe some gameplay moments and maybe some like visual like um like weirdness on like the grass or whatever but all overall fucking grass the fucking grass is then with the grass and somnia the puddle puddle, the puddles what's going at playstation um (laughs) but yeah like overall i would still categorize horizon as a very uh excellent game so it's been interesting over the years would you still say it's a five out of five you think in your head or do you well i don't like that's things i've not played it since then but i think the thing and it's funny like during this conversation as well i checked my phone to see i have in my notes app a note that was my top 10 games from last year and i was like where did i even rank horizon by the end of the year and i had it as my as my number seven but then i look at what's above it and i'm like no that makes sense like all these games for the most part i would categorize as like five out of five games because above it had elden ring immortality god of war ragnarok um sifu right and like i think the one thing the one in there is pokemon scarlet and violet that i would say is more of a four out of five if not like it definitely not a five out of five based on bugs but again that comes back to personal preference and all that stuff but you know i say that all that all this to say that over the year it's been very interesting seeing the uh, seeing a few things right i think people will be a bit more vocal about their disdain of horizon for uh, forbidden west a bit right like i what it stuck out to me a lot during our game of the year conversation where during that podcast we had like live chat up right we could read what people were saying and i forget what number horizon was on the list i want to say it might have been number six maybe number mm-hmm. five somewhere around there and i was very shocked to see people in chat be like oh number but horizon really oh, horizon's not that good oh it's not that it's like really like this game, like this Someone's game, is that makes it an underrated game. I don't know. <laughs> like this game is <laughs> get out of here, Janet. It's a fantastic game. Like what I understand, not being like one of the best games ever, but like I, I, it is a game that is fun to play. It is a game that is gorgeous to look at. It is a game with a great art style. It is a game that is, I would say, is a lot of steps above even the first game. You know, I know we talk about oh, yeah. innovation versus iteration, and I'll categorize this as more iterative, but. I, this gave me a lot of what I wanted out of the first game in terms of even the open world exploration and like the old world ruins, right? You talk about doing one of those to like kind of get your feet wet. I, I remember that being one of the things that stuck out to me in terms of, oh, this feels like a world that is a bit more designed for me to want to like explore and want to actually just like get lost in the ways that they interpret the the land, right? Knowing that, oh, we are in the like the United States west and so you have puzzles that are 
oh, here's a puzzle that's a, that's an old hotel. And so as you're solving this, like, get, or as you're getting through this ruin, you're learning things about this specific hotel, right? Or as you get to Vegas or San Francisco, you are learning things about it. And I remember one moment during a stream we did where uh, we're, like, all the way out in the West and we are talking about open world games. I might have been talking about Breath of the Wild or something. And, like, one of the things I talk about with open world games is I like the idea of you you think there's something there you go over there yep. and there's something yep. there and we we're this. talking about like alcatraz and, and i think somebody in chat was like oh is there anything if you go over to where alcatraz is at and i think i was like no chance and then you do you swam over there yeah. you swam over there sure enough there was a note there that yeah. referenced alcatraz and it's like yes like this is uh, forbidden west gave me a lot of what i wanted even out of zero dawn which is a game that i thought was great but didn't blow me away and a lot of those ways forbidden west actually did blow me away and i think so much of that is learnings and polish and just them having um like them having more to work with with new hardware and all that this is a skewed take i think because of course i finished forbidden west so now that i'm running through and playing it and platinuming it and doing stuff i'm just playing gameplay i'm not like you know getting the story or dealing with any of the things that happen throughout the game in terms of events outside of the you know rare side mission or whatever where i talk to somebody so it might be off but i think it isn't and i think it encompasses really where i am with forbidden west and we have so many great comments thank you for writing into kind of funny.com slash psioy we'll get into them in a second but it is that one of i think it's a five out of five amazing game again i couldn't i can't find my list easily of what my game of the year top 10 were or whatever right as we went through but i know it wasn't like super high you know what i mean mm-hmm. in terms of it and one of the things that i think speak to why that is yada yada is i think that Horizon Forbidden West is a five out of five game world, game mechanics, visuals, things to like, again, like it's so crazy to jump into this game that I have so many hours in and be like, I want to go do the relics. All right, I'm done with that. I want to just go hunt these things. Okay. I'm going to switch these weapons. I'm upgrading that thing. Wait, why not? There's so much to do. And you know, some of it, sure. I know how I haven't even done the melee pits. I'm saving that literally for the dead last. I like, hated the melee pits. I know you <laughs> did. I have everything upgrade. I know Janet didn't enjoy it either. I'm saving all that to be the final thing. I, it, it warmed on me a little bit, but I still can do the final one. It was just too hard. Like, it definitely was the final something. One was difficult, yeah. Real, real quick, it was something that, to its defense, playing the melee pits made me appreciate and also just understand the melee combat a little bit better where i'm like i kind of wish i did this earlier because mm. maybe i wouldn't have sucked so bad at the melee but also i still think the melee is a little rough but anyway continue it's all these different things and i think that it is an amazing experience to play it's just one of those things that i see reflected in a lot of the comments we got uh, talking about this one year later is that because the game you, it can be amazing to play but like the story in the world necessarily in terms of they weren't night and day from Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. It was a known quantity. And I think that was what held it back in popular opinion. Is uh, Granted, there's the fact they came out of next to Elden Ring, like the original, yeah, yeah, the yeah. next to Breath of the Wild, sure, whatever. But it's just this idea that I don't, uh, you know, uh, Janet, you danced around it. I'm going to give a spoiler, not a story. I guess it's a story spoiler, but it's a spoiler for Forbidden West if you didn't finish, finish, finish. But Burning Shore stuff is ruining it. Again, it's not a narrative Oh, thing. yeah. You, you know, at the end, you get a Sunwing. You get, like, you know, a pterodactyl to fly around on, which totally changes. For me, <laughs> that was bird. an awe-inspiring moment. That was a, holy shit, what a great reward. This is cool. You know, in the game, some of the tall necks, right? The, one of the tall neck reveals, holy shit, this is cool. Yep. Vegas, we've already mentioned, holy shit, this is cool. But then it's like, everything else is like, oh, this is cool. This is, oh, this is, oh, yeah, this is Horizon. This is what, and, like... For, you know, I know it's arguable for some people, but for Zero Dawn, it was like revealing that story and peeling this back and who is Elizabeth and da da da. Like, 
That I was so in on, and this is the continuation of that. And then again, I think the story ending isn't sour, but so unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. Of you get to it and, and it's like, whoo, you did part, you did two thirds of this story. We'll see you next time. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, tease me. Don't make that seem like that was what the, I think that rocked it in a, a way that gives a weird impression when you talk about it. But I think moment to moment, what you're doing, what it's asking you to do, exploration to stealth into combat and like there's varying levels of success you know clearing out one of the enemy camps i was like i forgot how dumb all these people are you know what i mean as i'm doing it's like well this is like this isn't the most engaging thing i'm doing but i still enjoy it and the you know the check boxes and everything i think there's something there it's weird to say but it's like i think it it plays as a five out of five video game i think it's top-notch and enjoyable to do that but then in some respects and some things it's uninspired if that makes sense yeah does that make sense, Janet? Yeah, I mean, I don't, and this is, I see this, well, I guess, is this your assessment or your take on other people's takes? This like, is how much my assessment right that? now. Okay. This is my assessment one year later of going in and being like, well, we said five out of five, but it wasn't sure. my number two game of the year. So what's yeah. up with that? Right. Kind of, okay, kind of re- that, how you got to that point. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people that have that take end up rating it a little bit lower just generally. For me, it's also, it's a five out of five. Uh, but to Blessing's point, I agree that, like, if we put this on a 10-point scale, like, a five out of five is not a masterpiece no. 10 out of 10. No. Like, the scale... A five out of five scale generally, and again, ours is a little bit different because it's like the three is like different than it normally is. But generally speaking, the five hits the nine and the ten. There's not as much nuance at the top layer, but there's also less fat at the bottom. That's kind of the trade-off at a five-point scale. So yeah, I would put this at a five out of five amazing game. Um, Hard-pressed to find too many games better than it, frankly. For me, it was, I think, I was trying to pull up my list, but it it would not load. (laughs) I think it was my number two of the year. Maybe three, because I don't remember if I put it over Kirby or not. I think I did put it over Kirby, but... Man, Kirby, Kirby had some hands that year. But anyway, I think the thing that I hear most often is kind of an extension of your modernized take, Greg, where some people, and, and I had these conversations for like Min-Max's Game of the Year, where it was, oh, it's, I mean, I guess it's fine, but it's so polished that it's like, you almost don't feel anything. There's not a lot of edges to it. It's, oh my uh, God, you nailed it. Let me re- it's I- palatable to a fault to a lot of people. Let me bring in Eric, who wrote in, of course, like you can to kindoffunny.com slash PSILY and says, there is no game series that makes me think about game design decisions and philosophies more than Horizon, specifically in a bad way. I can feel where every interesting edge was sanded down into a smooth, painless, and uninteresting system. Every gameplay loop or jagged edge that pushes back against the player, but gives you the opportunity to figure out how to overcome or even break, like in Breath of the Wild or Elden Ring or Red Dead Two, has been watered down. Like it's a uh, scared of, and like it's in, like it is scared of engaging me. The phrase that I think of while playing it is, "This is video game colon the video game." Yeah, I mean, I think 100%. Uh, again, for me, I don't necessarily agree with that take from a you know my own critical sure. standpoint, but I that's what I hear most often. Um, my sort of pushback on that and why I don't feel that way, because I, I know why people feel that way, but the reason I don't is because, yes, it is super palatable, but it is still really well made. And I feel like you gotta, even if you don't love it, which, you know, who, who cares what games other people love, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That isn't, that's no like, effect on me but i think in terms of having these overarching conversations of like where does it rate is it overrated? you know those kind of general zooming out i feel like even if you're not excited to give horizon a five out of five i feel like you got to give it its respect it's due it just might be a really dull five out of five to you and i think horizon does i think horizon's uh commitment to playing it safe does hold it back from that greatness because it doesn't have it's it's secret sauce is a lot more obvious i think than mm-hmm. in other games where it isn't really 
I don't know how moving the story is or like the it's, like, it's a jack of all some, trades to some extent I feel like yeah like it's you know but the the extension of the quote right um you know is a master of none but still better than a master of one and I think Horizon totally is that right like the the story is interesting it's weird and sci-fi and the combat's so freaking good like I love this combat system more than most combat systems I've ever experienced and I think it's so fun and I think there's nothing necessarily wrong with it being a little bit um i guess more streamlined than you might see in some other game systems i think what it does it does really well but it is very much you know horizons like uh you know without i couldn't think of how many bands would be the like best example. It's, it's like the u2 kind of thing you know it's like hmm. uh, well u2 has a lot of hits but i don't know dad rock whatever i don't want it on my iphone right or my ipod or whatever that <laughs> scandal was if you remember that i remember and that horizons kind of like that where and again, there's plenty of people that love it, like coming up to me being like, oh, I love Horizon 2. But the reason it's like weirdly a hot take to love Horizon that much when it's like an 88 on Metacritic is because I think, again, when you're doing formal reviews, part of it is a, it, you're assessing the quality, not just your own, you know, what you're putting 60 hours into necessarily. So I think a lot of people, while a lot of outlets, critics, uh, podcasts give Horizon its flowers from a numerical standpoint, I think when it comes to what are people's favorite games, this doesn't get brought up as often because it is very palatable, kind of like the Ubisoftification of open world a little bit. And so well, I, think like, it's also... I don't know. I don't feel anything when I'm playing it. Again, not my feeling, but that is what I hear from other oh, people. For sure. It's also the PlayStationification, I, th- I think, of, of uh, games, too, where I kind of oh, yeah. had this similar complaint when I went back and replayed God of War 2018 right before we did uh, the God of War Ragnarok thing. And I remember playing through it for the second time and kind of having that complaint, not really knowing exactly what it was, but something about it felt very PlayStation first party in the way that the gameplay for me feels almost like it's focus tested, right? Like I feel like it is like the perfect amount of difficulty, the perfect amount of like, if I just press, if I just mash my buttons, I'm going to know exactly how to go, right? Like the world, the world design feels so like, all right, like it's, it's, it's it's flawless in a way that is almost uninteresting in in some places. And, you know, you talked about the secret sauce. I think God of War just has the secret sauce of, narrative in cinematics and they know exactly how to take that stuff to the next level and i think you extend that to a lot of other playstation things where i look at a playstation game and i know it's a playstation game but returnal has a really cool roguelite element and it's kind of different in its setup ratchet and clank has i guess just a fun story and fun characters right like that is i think the the prototypical playstation game but even spider-man has the fact that you're playing as spider-man and those characters and the villains and all that stuff for me the secret sauce for horizon really is the world and the setting you know i do think that that is very unique to it right this post-apocalyptic weird sci-fi futuristic open world rpg open world rpg as well right like i think it does have that secret sauce and i can i can understand exactly where the question or where the writing is coming from from eerie and i agree just to some to to some extent right but i extend that all throughout the playstation um uh, catalog and i think to that point that jan is making i think playstation if you're comparing it to music genres like playstation is filled with pop hits, right? PlayStation yeah. is like, hey, yeah, like Naughty Dog is our Lady Gaga. These aren't direct comparisons, but <laughs> Lady, Lady Gaga, Sony Santa Monica is our uh, Katy Perry, right? Like you go down the list, and it's these are all pop When's stars. The last time you listen to music, blessing. These are like really old. I know. I, did I just ago? call myself old? Did I just reveal myself? As old? This is a great conversation. Yeah, you kind of exposed yourself right. a little bit. Greg You're like, is this is what it was playing when I was in high school, you know. But <laughs> Greg, you don't you don't want a Mountain Dew? No, do you want to join the Mountain Dew? Ask squad? him if he wants to do the do. I don't know if he can hear me. Do you want to do the do? He said no. He he said no. He doesn't want to do the. No, do. he sounded pretty angry too. Yeah, he was very angry about it. Sorry, but, I asked. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I feel like okay. PlayStation's filled with a lot of, with a lot of the pop hits and Hor- I, I, Horizon. 
deals with that issue a little bit but i do think that there is something special there for if you want a fun if you want an engaging story if you want to get lost in open world like it does so much of that stuff so well that it's hard to knock it for it right like it's not horizon's fault that horizon wants to be mainstream and popular like it it it, go for it i wonder if you know as you say all that i wonder if that's why playstation resonates so much with me when this happens right or these kind of games go because that's i do i horizon for me and there are the parts that i, I don't think are great about or you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. aren't for me there's so many activities back to the master uh, or jack of all trades master of none thing there's so much shit on that map right that i'm not, i'm only doing for a trophy machine strike and never coming back for again but you know for me the puzzle guy or whatever to third person action puzzle thing going to these relics seeing the ornament i'm supposed to get and then sitting there and tracing it back and being able to figure out having the aha moment or like, oh, I see there's a hole in the wall. So clearly they want me to get on the other side and pull cast a lever and jump. I get up there, but that's not what, oh, it was that one. Like mm-hmm. there's all these little things that I can solve in a 15 minute session of playing. Right. And I get the dopamine hit and I move on to the next thing. I feel great about it. Whereas like for me, I, not, I, this isn't the, uh, the perfect comparison because I do like being challenged in certain games. Right. But like, if I was to spend three hours on a boss in Elden Ring and not be able to finish it off that night, I would be like, fuck, I wasted a night of gaming. I didn't get that done. I wanted to get that done and move on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, as back to being mainstream, as the, you know, the dad with limited time to play stuff at night, and I want to move on. I want to push forward. I want to feel progress. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's giving me all these things that, yeah, back to Eric's point I can see of, right, of it's been focus tested to hell and this is what it is, but, like, I still enjoy that. Yeah, I think it's it's a good quality version of that, and I think there's a lot of not as great quality versions of that you know like and you're more the ubisoft person than i am exactly i was gonna say that right games, yeah. but like i don't i don't think far cry is hitting like horizon's hitting right no. like i don't yeah. I, I i don't know how you feel about the latest assassin's creeds and like how those compare but you know i think there is a varying level of quality to how well you can do the let's go mainstream let's make a polished game that's going to speak to a broad audience and i do think that horizon does that a lot better than you see a lot of other people try to do that same thing right playstation yeah. i think kind of has a, a grip hold on on that type of game let me bring in Parks, who wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSILY and says, I adored Horizon Forbidden West, except the races, they can get fucked. Almost everything about the game was a strict improvement over the first game, and whilst I don't think anything hit the highs of the reveal of Zero Dawn's purpose, its base was much improved. I think Forbidden West will be remembered as one of the best games released for PlayStation 5 by the time the console's life cycle is over. Janet, do you agree? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I, I mean... I think if that's not true, we had like a ridiculous lineup. Well, not that we don't already have good games that aren't Forbidden West on the platform, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that'd make a lot of top ten lists. It, again, it's it may not be exciting to you, but you got it. Like, show me what, show me nine games better that you're like, yeah, for sure, these are nine better games. I think you'd be a little hard pressed to do it to a degree, especially depending on how you want to make the list. If you want to make it exclusive versus not, because obviously. That can change things um and yeah like i think to you know blessings point with the open world genre yeah there aren't that many i think when you start listing the open world games that are better than horizon you definitely can list them especially if you think of even take it outside of playstation and do game history but at that point you're listing some of the greatest games to have ever existed of all time you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. it is right underneath that upper echelon that so few can even attain and it's like i don't don't know what to tell you like that's where it's like and even people that aren't excited about it would would probably place it around there because it is just a really good open world game where yes it does have a lot of stuff but also the stuff is good because it all comes back to that combat loop and the combat loop is good you know minus again machine strike 
I'm not gonna fight for machine strike. I, I did it did grow on me a bit, but I'm not, you know, it's not putting asses in the seats. It's, and I it's know no that. Gwent. For, yes, it's I, not Gwent. I disagree. I don't think Horizon Forbidden West will be remembered as one of the best games released for PlayStation Five by the end of the console generation. I think if they get the third one out by the end, like if that's like one of the swan songs for PS Five. I think that could you be think it's going to release alongside one of the best games for the generation. <laughs> well, to be clear, I I kind of just on the assumption that they're like let's pretend there wouldn't be a third one. I do think if the third one comes out, my oh, guess is that would one. that would be oh, better than this one. one. Janet, there's a third yeah, one. but like I just mean like I don't I haven't played the third one. You know, I played the second one. Like if let's pretend the third one doesn't exist. Sure, I guess Horizon Three, unless they like really fuck it up, would be better than Horizon Two. That's just kind of how things tend to go. But sure, yeah, yeah, I, I I'd be interested do you think it'll be there if you when we sit there and say the best games on playstation 5 at the end of the generation yeah. no and i think that more that most <laughs> has to do with the word like remember right yeah, like yeah, we'll yeah. i think this the sentiment we have all right now yeah and not even us i mean gaming as a whole like it's hard to be remembered when it is like a thing where oh yeah like, like i don't know if i picked a random assassin's creed from like the assassin's creed franchise right like even as good and polished as is in Assassin's Creed can be, would you say like one of those would be the best of the of, of, of the generation and any generation, right? Like Horizon, I think giving us more Horizon and doing the thing where it is more iterative and all the stuff we talked about is just going to make it stick out less compared to whatever. If Naughty Dog puts out a new a new IP or a new game, right? Or if Sony Santa Monica somehow puts something out new in the next generation, which would be a miracle, but that'd be awesome, right? Like, I I, I think there's so much room for new different weird and also just like you know big ambitious things to, to, uh, to come out and stick in our memory more right like will it be one of the more polished games of the, by the end of the by the end of the generation yeah i think so right like i i i think horizon 2 has its stuff together so well like i think it's a, such a good game i think it like for for me there are there, there's like a small list of flaws that i can list for horizon i think it's such a well put together thing but if we're talking about games that we'll remember as, as the best games of the generation by the time we get there yeah no like i like already we have elden ring already we have god of war ragnarok right and i think as the years go we're gonna get more bigger examples i would be shocked if even spider-man 2 was in there right like I, really I, yeah like i think spider-man 2 is gonna be a fantastic game but when we're talking about the best games of the generation like when i think the last generation I guess I'm thinking God of War also, and I'm thinking, yeah, like, well, Bloodborne. <laughs> what, you know, and it's not the end-all, be-all, obviously. I just, this is just the first article I pulled up for, like, best, I googled best PS4 games, you know, IGN's list, top 25, Horizon Zero Dawn's number seven. So, not saying mm. that history is automatically going to repeat itself in that same sense, but I think we think of that library as being, like, so powerful. And again, while you can debate whether or not people have cooled more on horizon based on it losing some of the novelty of setting the groundwork for, Hey, this is a new world. I feel like horizon zero dawn got a lot of that same conversation. I didn't even play it until like the year forbidden West came out. Cause I'm like, yeah, I was busy playing brother of the wild. I don't know. Everyone says it's cool, but who cares? Like that's, and I heard that when it came out, like by, from a lot of people. Um, so there we go. Let me pull Ryan into the conversation. Ryan wrote into kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y, just like you can for free, and says, Forbidden West felt like Gorilla's chance to elevate itself to the top tier of PlayStation Studios, and instead felt like another Horizon game. It included dozens of tweaks and quality of life improvements that only a team that truly cared about it would have caught. But it was held back by weak writing that failed to make major moments impact and a setup for a sequel that feels like we're going through the motions right down to a DLC like Zero Dawn. The ending of Zero Dawn felt awe-inspiring, a brand new world brimming with potential. Forbidden West was the complete opposite. I want Horizon and Aloy to matter in the way that a God of War or Uncharted does, not to feel like PlayStation's obligatory open-world RPG franchise. Hmm. Harsh, but I think there's truth in there. 
What part? I mean, for sure that it's PlayStation's obligatory open world franchise, right? Like, I don't feel I am not invested right now in Aloy's story like I am in uh, God of War or even Uncharted's things where I was like, oh, man, I'm really interested. It's that thing of like now that time is cool and I guess, you know, I don't have to spoil names in this, I guess, for you. Now that we've been away, like I struggle to remember who is in the base. Like, what are those characters' mm, names? Don't go asking me those questions, you know Greg. I mean? That's not even fair. But I, and, no, no. I mean, I mean, uh, what are we talking about? There was Schmitty. There was Allison. Oh, Schmitty out there. He's shooting Allison. bows and arrows. And it's like, and it's that thing of like, There's oh. There's Aloy. Aloy's friend. Two people would count. Aloy's army. Aloy's army. And I rem- and it's interesting, of course, because I remember Varl, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember uh, the other woman that, you know what I mean? But it's mm. like. Even the other woman. Damn. At the end I of Women's be... History Month, Greg? Oh, yeah. Her and that other woman. <laughs> I don't want to say her name. You know why I'm not saying the name. I'm trying not to spoil. It starts with a B. Uh, no, I understand. I'll just I say understand. B. I'll just shit. say Go B, ahead. all right? Aloy and B. But no, to your point, <laughs> you're B. not wrong. Yes. But, like, I should care so much about A and B. But I, I, I don't. <laughs> Like as a, as also the fact that it's A and B, maybe you know what? Maybe the writing isn't good. You're right. Like, <laughs> this question has some points. It's that thing oh, where it's just like writing has hands. Jesus uh, that Christ! Is, on paper, sounds so interesting. The relationship of A and B, mm-hmm. and I think they did such a detriment to Aloy in this one of not of you know oh she's got to be middle of the road like the player girl imprint and put themselves and it's like it didn't really feel that way. Instead, yeah, no, we get we have an Aloy that's just like so. Milk toast and even keel that you're like, I don't really care about her. I should care more about this relationship, but I don't. I do not know how to love. My dad wasn't around long enough to teach me. <laughs> Spoilers of the first game. The first 10 minutes of the first game. You know? um, but yeah, I mean, I think we talked at length about Aloy's blank slate energy yeah, being yeah. like mm-hmm. highly uncompelling in a character yeah. that talks. Like the only way you can be that boring is if you don't talk. And even then, I've seen more, I've seen more personality from characters who don't talk than Aloy. Still love her. Aloy's my girl, but. Cool. Yeah, yeah she's got a cool boring. look, and like I like you know, fighting arrows or whatever. I like when she she. I'm like she just shoot the arrows, girl, because that's you don't got nothing. The slow in these motion, paint your face and shit. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to end on kebabs. All right, kebabs wrote in patreoncom slash funny. Just nope, no, that's not right. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Right, kindoffunny.com slash psily. Just like you can. It says Forbidden West is my favorite of the two so far. I love the open world. The glider was ripped off for a reason. The polecaster is great fun to use, and the sunwing flight is so very, very fun, especially because it can scoop you up out of the water in the air. And of course, the graphics are mind-bogglingly good, and the cast of characters was also great, including Zoe B, who I already men- mentioned in Alpha. Zoe and Alva, I have no fucking I'll, recollection. I was gonna say, why are we not saying ben, uh, the B? <laughs> and we're saying Zoe and Alva. I don't want to give anything. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the latter of whom I love taking blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, <laughs> Burning Shores taking place after the main game is fantastic because it means we'll get more time with Aloy and B uh, getting along. At blank, uh, and then I'm not even going the rest of it. But like the other stuff is going on from there. Like I just realized who B is. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought B was a different character in my head. Now I'm rereading. I'm like, oh, no, I, I understand now. I understand. Now you understand why I'm hiding that one name. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. I I am in a, a – I, I wanted to end in kebabs because he's positive and likes it. And, and like, because we talked about it, I think we all like it again. We're saying five out of five. Hmm. I – to push all of this away in closing statements, I guess, like, I am surprised that I'm this excited for Burning Shores right now. Because it was like, oh, yeah, more hate. Yeah, sure. Okay, Horizon. Yeah. And then playing it like, I am at the point right now where I'm like, 
I can't wait to get home and, of course, see Ben, see Jen, but put both of them to bed and go back down and start <laughs> knocking Aloy. off some trophies. Get, see what Aloy's <laughs> up to. the whole family. What's this mannequin-ass Aloy up to? <laughs> no thoughts or opinions of her own. I'm stoked for it. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Okay, I got the list of the top 10 um, games of the PlayStation 5 when it's all just said and done. Okay, you guys ready for this? It's yes. not ordered because I didn't have time to order it because some of these games don't exist. So I'm just writing got it down as placeholders. All right, your top 10 of PS5. Elden Ring. God of War TBD on which one whatever the most recent one is Naughty okay. Dog Project Returnal question mark Ratchet oh, yeah. question mark no. that's like if another Ratchet game comes out or maybe even this is the one that's out now Horizon 3 Ghost 2 and then maybe this is like the placeholder or Death Stranding 2 someone's feeling saucy mm. they want to you know shake it up GTA 6 if it comes out and Spider-Man Boom, that's your top really? 10. No Wolverine. Get it pre-written yeah, now. No Wolverine? Open your, let's have over to the CMS. Rated Wolverine? No Get Astrobot? No new Astrobot? Oh, I don't know. May, mm, I don't know if there'll be a new Astrobot. For, maybe PSVR 2, I feel like, if they did it, unfortunately. No offense to PSVR 2, but that's why I don't have it there. Because there hasn't been a game, like a mainline console. Did you platinum uh, Horizon Climbing Simulator on PlayStation VR 2? Call of the Mountain, the Call one. of the Climb. Not yet. I haven't beaten it yet. Yeah. No. Which I think is a damning review that I haven't beaten that game yet. We were just talking That's about rough. this. We were just talking That's about rough. this. I'm yeah. working on it though. I'm working on it for the cult for the culture alone. I got to do it. You know. 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this the other day where it's just like, yeah, it's it's. You're gonna, you gonna, you ever gonna beat that? I'm like, nah. No, no, why would I go back? I will to that? say, like, one okay. interesting kind of dichotomy, and maybe this is the cool to look, but not as cool to own. And again, this is very anecdotal, you know, information that I'm relaying. But I streamed it the other day, and my chat was like super into it, and they're like, oh, this looks so cool and stuff. But it's like, oh, but how many of y'all like have, like, have and would want it though? I think is the disconnect because it's two hundred seventy thousand really apparently when I was playing it, but you know. We'll talk about that 270000 in just one second. But first, let me remind you about Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, you could be watching us record PS I Love You XOXO Live. You could be getting set to watch Remember that one game you went back to inspired uh, by that. We have a show called Remember Blank. We remember stuff. I'm remembering, of course, and talking to the guys, uh, Mike and Blessing, about, hey, remember that game you went back to? Like, I just went back to Horizon Forbidden West. And, of course, you could get dozens and dozens of other exclusive programming all on patreon.com slash kind of funny but for now it's most important because you can get an ad free and since you're not there here's a word from our sponsor shout out to rocket money for sponsoring this episode try it free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service before you know it you're paying for a subscription that you don't use every single month With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Rocket Money helped me realize I had a few subscriptions that I just completely don't even need anymore. Uh, And now I'm saving that cash money, baby. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny one more time rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode do you want to look as cool as i look yes you do and you can you can take on the sun with gear built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium 
polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrace.com plus what's happening to playstation this week e3 is canceled bum, bum, bum. this is tweeted <gasps> by at e3 on twitter just oh, today Can we trust the source <laughs> yeah, just the, straight from the source they wow, started boss. off saying news on <laughs> news on e3 2023 from the source so i think you can trust it uh they tweeted an image popular hip-hop magazine an image oh. that looks like it was put together in five seconds uh read pop and the entertainment software association have announced that both the digital and physical events for e3 2023 are canceled. This is very loosely tied to PlayStation because PlayStation hasn't tied itself to E3 in quite a few years, but it's still a wild one, right? That I feel like is worth bringing up for the fact that like... Yeah, because Greg killed E3. Greg killed it. Final host of E3, everybody. No big deal. How does it feel to be the end? And what do you plan to kill next? The thing about it, right, is like you can say... And you're trying to make it negative. You can say it however you want to because remember, Mm -hmm. I hosted EA Play two years in a row and they were great. They Mm -hmm. brought in Austin Creed. He killed it. It was Mm -hmm. done. With me, they tried twice to do E3 after me, and each time they got they had it all on the drawing board, and they're just like, it's not the same without Greg. Kill it. Mm, yeah. Why didn't okay. they just bring you back? He I won't be taking expensive. questions at this time. That <laughs> 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 doesn't play with the narrative I'm writing right now it's on fair. the show, so I won't be taking questions this time. That's fair. So PlayStation, was PlayStation ahead of the game here? Were they right to leave E3 when they did? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were ahead of the game. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it was... I think they started the game. Yeah, exactly. They, like, they were the wave that... They were the first person who was like, you know what? It's getting late. Do we need this? And Do then everyone else was like, you? I actually also need to leave because I don't want to be alone with... <laughs> By time to hit that dusty trail, <laughs> everybody else starts getting up and stretching. Like, I got to go yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, still, we're still going. Like... Like, you know, stay, stay finish your drink. You know what? I actually, I, I have actually all these snacks. Have to be like, up you you want to help me tomorrow. finish the snacks? Like, uh, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. You know, uh, I think you know we've, as an industry or whatever you want to say, I think it has evolved quite a bit of where is E3 needed? Do we need? I mean, I would give anything to go back and have one of these, a Jackie T. Oh my PlayStation God. E3 conference. You kidding me right Miss now? Jackie T. Giant ass group in there. We're all screaming our heads off. But now it's just so easy to do everything digital. PlayStation understands they have an Xbox. Every, everyone understands they have an audience they can speak to at any time. Why give them all this money? Why do that? Why bend the knee? Mm-hmm. Now it's all Jeff Keighley's game. It's Jeff Keighley's world. We just live in it. Do we still see timing around, uh, let's say, May or June-ish for a PlayStation either State of Play or Showcase? Because this is the thing that both we got last year with the State of Play towards the end of May, I want to say, where they uh, announced, um, what, RE4 Remake and, like, uh, I think Street Fighter was there and quite a few other games. Um, but then this year, it's been rumored by the one and only, only Jeff Grubb that uh, we'd get two state of plays. We already got one, right, that he talked about, a smaller state of play. But then he also talked about a, I think he talked about a showcase, actually, not even a state of play. He talked about a bigger PlayStation showcase happening uh, sometime within the first half of the year. Do we think we still see that timed out around May? I would think so. I mean, again, like, that's the whole thing where it's like E3 may be dead, mm-hmm. but what E3 was is still. What, that time period and people are mm-hmm. still inhabiting it. and Jeff's there and Ubisoft's there and like 
PlayStation, I'm sure, wants to be part of that conversation, but they don't want to be they they want to be part of that conversation, but they don't want to be in the mix and have all their stuff their heat taken away by it. So if everybody's going to June, why wouldn't you do it in May? Get out, talk about every new date Spider Man, show more of Spider Man, can you know get Tony Todd on stage, be like, I was right, motherfuckers, Venom. <laughs> well, the one thing the one thing I think about the Tony Todd thing is how he talked about how there's gonna be a big marketing activation in like August and then the game comes out in September. Yeah. And I'm I'm the thing I keep trying to wonder is like how like what does that mean? Does that mean that's, that like that's actually where the game is like re revealed or whatever? No, or is that like no, commercial I think it, start play? Yeah, they'll during baseball games they'll have, you know, yeah, yeah. Man stuff. Oh my god, the picture. Venom. Venom. <laughs> Y'all gotta check out this video version. Venom, Venom a lot. Venom, Venom or uh, Venom Janet thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean pretty much the same. I, I think the summer will remain um a hot time for doing showcases and showing off your games because we're conditioned as an audience to have that be the time that we tune in. Uh, people are already going to be doing lots of like coverage like people might be down for other things so if you want to like have any actually in-person hands-on stuff that's the time to do it and even if you're going digital uh with the showcase i think that general summary season is a good time you know whether it is may to get ahead of it like greg mentioned or in the june mix uh when it's a little bit more popular of a time i think especially just because too like generally the fall is a hot time for games right but they're they're i guess it's still rumored right because it's not official the rumored uh release date or release window for spider-man i think speaks oh, to that official. ongoing cadence <laughs> i yeah, mean venom we... said it <laughs> well, well, i mean fall is official oh yeah, yeah, yeah september yeah. is rumored okay there we go then the either way it i have a pumpkin cream cold brew in my hand regardless of fall september Hell i'm yeah. drinking the cold brew <laughs> i'm playing spider-man Colbert in one hand, the web sling in the other. I don't know. Whatever, right? Right. Um, Nailed it. So it'll remain that. But yeah, definitely uh, a bummer about uh, E3 being canceled. Though I will say, uh, I guess in the lighter version, if it was, if it got bad enough that they really did cancel, well, obviously they canceled, right? Because it's official. But for it to be that bad, we wouldn't have wanted what it would have been anyway. Because the yeah. thing that like really shocked me was that it was canceled. Not because I thought, what do you mean? You're doing great. It's just because I figured with vendor contracts and having like the facilities that they couldn't cancel. So I'm guessing they had to like that cost, it costs a lot of money to yes. And if it's like, if it was that bad where they're like, I will take the financial hit because the other financial hit and general just fallout of having such a bad event would be worse than paying that money. That speaks to an event that's so bad that it's probably best that no one's really attending it. But I think when zooming out with E3 as a whole, um, the thing that sucks is, you know, the hands-on sessions, and I think the energy surrounding E3, you know, I, I tweeted about this today, where E3 really is, or was, the pinnacle of coverage, more so than the PAXs, the G's, the whatevers, like, for games media, game content creation, it was your best outlets, creators coming out and talking to some of the best developers of the most high-profile games, and also, like, plenty of indie titles as well, throughout the mix as well, but that's what it was it was you're making eight podcasts and when that has cons too right in terms of workload crunch we've talked about developers feeling that pressure of creating a build or a trailer just for the sake of the ad beat of e3 so obviously it's a push and pull nothing is all one way but those to me are the things we're losing more so than the xbox shooting flames and having a car on stage which is fun you know it's fun to have those moments but really to me i think that's the big loss of e3 and hopefully the energy of that summer can you know be maintained and potentially recreated to a degree with what Keeley's doing. If he can create, I think those opportunities for those hands-on behind the scene coverage moments. Yeah. I, my, my hope is that e, that Keeley recreates that stuff in ways that make sense. Cause I don't think for me, E3 after a certain point stopped making as much sense. When you talk about the things you're talking about, Janet, which is like having a build ready, having, having a trailer ready, 
the crunch involved with it and then everybody coming to the same location and doing all this stuff all during one week you're a lot of game announcements probably getting lost in the shuffle of oh yeah i'm announcing my game the same day or the same week as a from software game or three big playstation games or five big xbox games getting announced right like i think the Keeley thing and hopefully the, the, the spreading out of these showcases, right, between Xbox during their own thing, a rumored PlayStation thing that could happen maybe around that time, and then like Ubisoft and all this stuff kind of finding its own time and space to both announce and then maybe also have demos during their own time, right? I think that makes more sense, right? Ubisoft doesn't have to have a demo um, where the same place where Konami is having one, the same place where PlayStation is having one all in the same day. What if it is, all right, Ubisoft has, is emailing us to come through in July, right? And PlayStation is having us play their thing, their one or two games, right? Like in like late June, right? And like having it spread out that way as opposed to everybody having to compete with each other. Um, I think there might be a little bit more vibrancy there in terms of everybody getting the coverage that they need and want. And yeah, like it, 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 it does suck to see E3 go on a selfish level because I've always wanted to go to E3, but... Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm I think we'll get the same types of things from Summer Game Fest and other events that pop up. Next up on PlayStation updates, should PlayStation have side projects slash what should their next side project be? I asked this question because PSVR two is off to a bad start. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are we talking? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Sony's PSVR two is reportedly off to an underwhelming start with the virtual reality headset, only expected to sell two hundred and seventy thousand units by the end of March. As reported by Bloomberg, the figure comes from research firm IDC, and while 270K is still a lot of headsets, reports last year indicated that Sony was looking to produce 2 million PSVR 2 units to be sold by the end of March. Quote, Consumers around the world are facing rising costs of living, rising interest rates, and rising layoffs. VR headsets are not top of the mind for most consumers under the current economic climate, said IDC. Quote, I suspect price cuts on the PSVR 2 will be needed to avoid a complete disaster of their new product. Um, I want to bring in a question from Brandon H here. I'm flying in blind, so I have no idea what Brandon H is asking. I just it, it's right in line with what you're talking about. Okay, sweet. Given the sales numbers of the PSVR 2, I need to ask, what do you think would sell better, a PSVR system or a new PlayStation handheld? Interesting. Great Back question. to the old question. Back to the side question. Yeah, side yeah. projects. Should they be doing side Should projects? they be doing so side projects? So start with your own question. Should they be doing side projects? That's how you wanted to phrase it. Yeah, that's how I want to start this. Is should they be doing side projects? Slash, what, sh- what should their next side project be? Greg, what do you think? Now it just turned I asked you oh, the you're question. Asking me? Yeah, oh. I was asking you your own question. I like, I like when PlayStation does side projects. I I I I I well, like you do them. Or you don't. Sorry, I he does. He does. Oh, I do. Okay. I do. I do. I like when they You're do like, side projects. <laughs> um, what was it? Playlink. What was the one where it's on your yeah. you're on your phone yeah, and yeah, doing yeah, all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. I liked I liked that weird shit. I liked playing Hidden Agenda. Of course, was that the fully realized thing that PlayStation wanted to be? Probably not. Is PSVR two what PlayStation wants it to be probably right now? Not. Probably not. <laughs> was PlayStation Vita what they wanted it to be? Probably, probably not. not. And we can keep saying this with the move, and we can get PlayStation Eye, whatever we can mention with, in terms of peripherals that PlayStation is done a lot of that stuff just doesn't hit and i think that's just the reality of when you have a core business that has this business model that works like clockwork where it is our first party we have that shit down right we're killing it that is selling our consoles we're killing it in console sales right you want to add in these new ways for people or these different ways for people to interact with the platform because you might be able to see an opening for another thing that could work like clockwork i think that's the thing that's worth doing i don't know what i want their next side project to be i i, I have dreams right i would love them uh, to revisit a handheld thing now that we're in the age of the switch and the age of the the steam deck um would they want to do that probably not but yeah i think i think it's still worth doing like the what was rn r research r&d thank you yeah uh r&d on what is the what is the next 
foray for PlayStation to like. I got it. Figure something out. What, what is you got? Yeah, what's it? next? Okay, so what I what I want next? <laughs> Do you remember like a million years ago when we saw that? Um, oh gosh, it was what would you call it? Like patent or whatever, which yeah. usually don't turn to anything. But of like the gaming buddy, it's like a creature that <laughs> knows what you feel and things. Do you remember this? Vaguely. Okay, cool. Good enough. Then take a ride with me. <laughs> you're like, good okay. enough. Get in the, Someone, get in the car. A million years ago in the chat, I guess if you're in the chat, feel free to claim the credit from a long time ago or pretend that it's you. I won't know the difference. Mentioned they should do that, but with like a little Astrobot, like kind oh, of like a I gaming buddy. And I don't know if it would still have that emotional tie in that they patented because I don't really know what that means. So that might be kind of much, but I feel like it could be. Almost like a fusion of how they have just saying, oh, no, no, no. Stay with me, CJ. Don't leave. You're going to it's going to be fine. OK, I don't know exactly what the functionality would be, but some ideas I have already kind of fuse some of that. Like, you know how there's PlayStation. God, what are they calling it? Stars? Yeah, it's like, let's oh, how fix can we forget? That, put it into the put it into the robot. Hold on. Wait. Wait, Speaking of yeah, I gotta uh, I gotta join up on a <laughs> sure a bunch of random ass star shit right now. Oh, okay. okay, so you put you put it into like the robot. I don't know. You have like your game almost like a, P, a PlayStation app kind of companion, and sure. maybe you put the field things in there. I'm holding up the little like what's what it's called Nen Nendroids Nendroid yeah, the bougie Funko Pops Nendroid. Funko Pops for a finer era. Yeah, this, these guys. Um, yes, that's what it would be, and it'd be a little buddy like a PlayStation virtual pet. Yes, Matthew, that's exactly what it is. And it's like a little buddy, and you know, you can have different stuff. Maybe you can make an alarm clock and stuff. And he has like little little buddy things, and that's that's what they make. And I'd buy one. To give more context, I got an article from Inverse. <laughs> this was you. this was 2020, right? PS5 could come with <laughs> this is before the launch of the PS5. This is from April 2020. PS5 could come with a bizarre robot friend, <laughs> patent suggests. Uh, the PS5's most bizarre innovation may have just been revealed in the form of a new patent Sony filed for a robot that will sympathize with the gamer as they play, sharing all the highs and lows that could come with a strenuous gaming se- session. Uh, Sony has previously revealed that the company might collect pictures of gamers' ears to make the most P- <laughs> of PS5's 3D audio technology shout out to inverse for like just pulling a bunch of random r- shit together to like create this bizarre <laughs> ps5 future that we this don't live incredible. in yeah happy. but like if you scroll down to the actual uh pattern they're where ahead of their time this there's is like the a picture of oh god uh like a dude sitting next to a fuzzy <laughs> robot <laughs> you're telling <laughs> like, me you don't want astro to be that fuzzy robot again you gotta go to the video version y'all like you're missing good content here I'm all about astro being the fuzzy robot like right we, i don't want him to be fuzzy obviously like just give me astro but yeah if astro is reacting to my my gameplay if i'm getting some sick headshots or if i'm getting a sick ass goal in fifa i don't have to send a jan anymore i can get the immediate <laughs> gratification from astrobot right. and him being oh, like blessing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, oh my god that would be I'm so fucking awesome astro to become the third chair on this podcast please my, <laughs> my takes are invaluable oh man but yes this could be astro you know it could be a little buddy and it could be kind of like a bougier version of like if y'all had um which Greg, you probably didn't because you're only gonna ask but like techno like if you had that robot dog let me know in the chat if you had that robot dog it's like stuff like that i think you know? that was could... in the same article if you scroll down a little bit more Raj. yeah yeah there he is i had a, i either had a worse version or what i'm realizing maybe an off-brand version that my parents got me at kmart i thought techno was the great a material maybe no, it wasn't this is, this is bougier this is than what i had a, but uh, robot dog that my girlfriend's obsessed with it's 2900 dollars and it's made by sony so that's the reason why that's in here is that maybe it's like this oh like companion type deal it's like the super I, the super dog that i do not about. want to pay 2900 dollars for this astro robot but i would pay i feel like 150 
ish is around maybe a little bit more i don't know what it would be able to do is the thing but i feel like you could create like companion app moments and even if it could just be like a cute little guy and you he could be like his face could be like a digital clock or something kind of similar to even though i know it's not like the most commercially successful thing but that's a little bit of what playdate was doing with like it being also a clock and supposed to have that speaker even though they haven't sold the speaker yet and i don't know if they're ever going to but it's like that kind of that kind of thing you know so there you go that's what the, that's what i want to do yeah. next all right Take like, the what? parts of the PSVR 2 that didn't sell and put it into his robot. What side project would you want to see? I'm using today? it right now, PlayStation Stars. All right. I'm moving all my digital collectibles around right now for everybody. Got my Secret Agent Clank, my PS3. Um, I should they Join have side projects? Should Greg. they do R and D? Yes, they should. They should always be trying to see what the next big thing is and go for it. I think you're going to see that chill a bit. Not that it already, I mean, it already has, right? But I think PlayStation VR 2 was a product of a PlayStation from a different place than where they are now. I think they're pretty happy with PlayStation 5 being pretty goddamn dominant and their first party being pretty goddamn dominant. I'm with you that I would adore if they were like, you know what, Switch and Steam Deck, that's a great idea. What, can we make a handheld PS5? Yeah, what like do we easy. sacrifice? What do we do? That'd be cool. Like, Even that, I don't see them really making a big thing for yeah. i think they'll probably sell way better than the v- v- like if playstation i forget how much i bought my steam deck for um well it was like 300 400 I mean, it's like three to five hundred depending on the, the skew you know like if playstation did a, another handheld that was basically just a steam deck that could possibly run ps5 games even if it costed like 500 or 550 like let's let's put it at the psvr2 price which is 550 yeah i feel like that would outsell psvr2 Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, if they did a handheld? Yeah. 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 No, uh, yeah, people want that. Yeah. There's an audience that <laughs> the wants thing. that. They yeah. love They love their... That, and that's why there's like... Even though I don't think it's going to happen, I think there's more of a possibility than that than a lot of crazy shit. Because like, let's just... Rather than let's... I don't like how you're talking about this robot, Greg. Rather than create <laughs> a market nobody wants, whether it be PlayStation VR 2, right whether it be right this here. goddamn robot you all don't really want. You're but, telling me you wouldn't buy that robot, Greg. I mean, so, no. I don't need a... The dog would eat it. Ben would be terrified of it. There'd be a million problems with this goddamn robot walking around. <laughs> he's not going to walk around. He just sits with he's you. Just, yeah, he's going to sit next to you. Don't be ridiculous, Greg. He's going to react to your game. Why? Why? That's <laughs> what he's going to say when you, when you lose. Put me on my misery. Happy birthday to you. Maybe you could. Oh, I, okay. I also picture this being kind of like a, a slightly bougier version of like how they have like those little like BB-8s that you can get at like Disney. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's like that kind of thing, but with Astro. I would you love them to do another handheld. I hope one day they do, but I hope it, it's like you have to come at it with the right mindset, which I think they have now about games. But again, mm. what is what do people want out of a handheld? We want the Steam Deck. We want our console yeah. on the go, and that's that's the biggest hurdle i think for them right now is getting the playstation 5 the gigantic console into your hand and plus you i mean i don't mean to sound like a broken record it, we don't talk about it a lot remote play is so fucking good oh yeah i've been doing so much remote play with the backbone and wwe 2k and i'm like i'm every time i'm astounded how well it works. Dude, i do remote play with my steam deck like that's how good it is where i the handheld oh, yeah. that i do have the expensive handheld that i do have yeah i use it to play my playstation 5 games like yeah. there's a lot of potential there i understand them being like okay that seems like a big investment but think about it you. <laughs> I'm like, like I take care of indies now. I don't have any of them. Like talk, talk to other people. I don't know. Uh, last up for PlayStation updates. The Last of Us Part One is getting slammed on Steam over PC performance issues. This is Ryan Leston and IGN. The Last of Us Part One is finally available on PC. If you can get it to work, Steam reviews have slammed the PC version of the PlayStation Classic due to crippling performance issues and crashes. In fact, it currently has mostly negative reviews. Quote. 
crashes every 20 minutes, said one review. Uh, Naughty Dog is currently investigating the issues, however, and has promised his team it is working on resolving them. Um, today, as of the time of recording, there was a new update uh, that launched for the PC version of The Last of Us, which should have helped some performance stuff, but I'm sure they're still uh, tinkering away at making that game run better and fixing all the shaders and... I don't know what else they have on PC. Deal, fixing the DLSS. Can you fix that? The that EXE, the drivers. The e- fix X. the EXE. Um, your 8K, your hair physics. Yeah, add in the hair physics. You know, it's just a shame. You hate to see it. Yeah. Joel's. Have you seen the pictures of Joel's oh, face? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he barely has one. Can't go around that. <laughs> black spots where his face should be. We're, Jenny- so, we're sorry, PC players. We really want you to know. Our hearts are, our hearts are with you as PlayStation players. We really, we really feel for yep. you. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, God. Yeah, get, the, oh, get that Joel out of here. How long do you think we're going to be seeing that Joel as like a meme reaction? Is that going to go into the pantheon of honestly? I bet a week. I mean, it takes how how long is it going to be broken? It's such a weird thing because it's not broken for everybody. If they're already on it and doing stuff to it. If, it. if they get it fixed pretty quick, that'll that'll burn out. How long quick. did the when Assassin's Creed Unity came out and they had the, the eyes eyeballs. without the face? How long did that last? Because that was worse than this. Yeah, that was months, right? But that was fun. That was really funny. Um, yeah, that lasted months. It really comes down to I think how PlayStation and uh, Naughty Dog respond to this and how quickly they can get a fix for it. Because of course, <laughs> it's bullshit. Like, says, that know. was Joe Mills that we just saw. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, baby girl. <laughs> can you imagine hearing that from that monstrosity? <laughs> oh man! All right, now it's time for PlayStation picks. This is where we talk about what's come out this week and what we picked to play on PlayStation. The drop looks like this. MLB The Show 23 is coming out for PS5 and PS4. The Last of Us Part 1 kind of came out for PC. Dredge for PS5 and PS4. The Last Worker for PS5 and PSVR 2. Uh, Citizen Sleeper for PS5 and PS4. And Sifu had a new expansion, a new Arena's expansion for PS5. And let me tell you, that's what I picked to play on PlayStation. This yeah, week. yeah. That see, uh, you love Sifu. Tim, well, Tim was the one that sold me on it. He talked about it on Gamescast a few days ago. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting it. I I forgot that this was coming out, and Tim was like, "Yeah, I played it," and he was very glowing on it. And I played it right when I got home, and now I am very glowing Aww. on it. It is a very fun time. It is. Um, it's well. What's the quote from Batman? Like the hero you deserve, but you don't ask for. Something. <laughs> <laughs> It's what? the hero we need or the hero we deserve. Well, that's what I feel about with Sifu Arenas. I didn't ask for it, but I love it and I deserve it. Perfect quote from Batman, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm having a blast with Sifu Arenas. Um, and the thing I like about it the most is like they've added in like a bunch of different areas for you to fight in. And so as you pro- progress, you are getting ranked on how well you do, and you can earn up to three stamps per levels, right? And each like each stage has like five different like challenges you can do each challenge you can get up to three three stamps if you get like five stamps you then open up the next level if you get 10 stamps you get the next level right so you have progression that way um but i really like the areas that that they've added in in the game there's like a skyscraper one uh there's one that's like all spray painted that looks really cool right now roger's showing i believe this is like the first area you get which is like kind of like this uh, this dark dark area outside and a lot of the challenges are associated with really cool references the one that roger's showing right now is a really cool matrix one where you're basically dressed up anderson you're dressed up as neo and you're playing against i forget what they got these guys are named smith agent smith yeah you're playing against the the, you're fighting the agent smiths um these are hard as hell i'm getting my ass beat uh in these challenges and it's funny because tim talked about how picking up sifu again it's like riding a bike where it it just comes back and he's right like it does come back but i think the um, the developers probably 
anticipated that and they're like all right cool like we're we're gonna assume people are coming into this after they beat the game so we're gonna make these challenges hard as hell and i'm getting my ass beat and it is, a, it is i'm having the time of my life uh i think they <laughs> they they timed this really well with coming out around the same time as the john wick 4 movie tim yeah, had, uh, yeah, just yeah. said the same thing smart. on twitter that is smart where i go and i watch john wick 4 and i'm like man i love just John Wick just murdering everybody. I love Keanu Reeves hurting people. I love Keanu Reeves hurting people, and it is great to then pick up Sifu and pretend that I am Keanu Reeves hurting people. And so, yeah, I've been having a, a fantastic time with Sifu. Uh, and I also picked up 10 dates uh, and played t- played through always- 10 dates. Yeah, and 10 dates, pretty good. Pretty good. There's a weird... Te- between five dates and 10 dates, this franchise is secretly there are five just... five dates? <laughs> this franchise is secretly just about the pandemic. Because, <laughs> like, five dates took place during the pandemic. It came out in 2020. You're doing video dates. Ten dates is picking up, like, right at the tail end of the pandemic. And so everything is still kind of, like, has this tinge of, oh, yeah, man, staying inside for the last two years or three years is kind of I don't have social... I'm socially awkward now. Yeah, and, like, that feels like... The energy of the pandemic is still there in the game, which I think is kind of odd, but also kind of connects the two games in this weird, interesting way, but... Yeah, I've been in, I've been enjoying playing ten dates as well. I've done one, one playthrough as one character. There's two characters this time. Okay, I've done one, wow. and you're dating in person. It's no more video okay. dates. So yeah, I enjoyed the first playthrough as the fir- first character, Misha. I'm gonna play as the second character uh, and and do his dates. But yeah, I'm, I've been having a, I had a pretty good time with that one as well. Greg, what you pick to play on PlayStation? Of course, playing through Horizon. Love it. We already talked about that. So instead, I'll talk about the wreck. And you might say, Greg, you talk about the wreck already on this show. You gave it a two out of five. You said it wasn't that it wasn't that great. It wasn't a great visual novel. You didn't connect with it. All that's wrecked. true. But remember, I had two trophies left until platinum. So I waited and I bided my time, ladies and gentlemen. I kept checking for trophy guides. How do I get the Doctor Doolittle trophy? How do I get the Heart Snatcher trophy? What do I need to do these things? Because I was not going to blindly play this game and try to find those things. I waited and I waited and I waited, and it turns out no one but me has played the wreck. <laughs> And so no, the people who have played the wreck really aren't into the trophy scene like me. Mm. And so I was on PSN profiles and I saw one guy got a platinum in it. So I tried to message him. He's the hero him. we need. I tried to message him on deserve. PSN. I tried to message him on PSN. Like, yeah, and he's not accepting messages. I'm like, fuck. And so I waited and I waited. <laughs> and finally, I'll tell you, hat in fucking hand, gave this game a two out of five. I then, I then had the balls to email the developer <laughs> and be like, yo, how do I get these two trophies? Help me out. <laughs> And they, to their credit, <laughs> said you get you have to have these things in these conversations with these people. Not like a, an FAQ, but like, go back and look for this word. I was like, all right, thank you. And I did that, and I got them. And I was doing it, and I was like, I was playing. Like, they're deep into the conversation. I was doing it here at work, and an email kept popping up, and I was responding, but then I was delaying my response. because I didn't, And I was like, I'm wasting a lot of time. And that has become the next remember blank you can get right now on patreon.com slash kind of funny, where I will uh, go through and talk about remember your biggest video game waste of time with Blessing and Mike. Dear Lord. <laughs> Janet, you've not picked anything to play on PlayStation, but you did point out that there's a new round of PlayStation Plus games. You want to break those down? Yeah, and I think it was, oh, geez, I don't know if it was Keegan or who it was, but someone in the chat reminded me. Uh, so thank you for reminding us that. Yeah, we did mention the April monthly games. They're all playable April 4th. So just really quick, I want to shout these out. We got Meet Your Maker, which is day one release. Let's so, go. okay, there we go. I'm excited day for that and one. date moment. A little, little, little uh, day and date action for you. Uh, we got, well, real of course, quick, real quick, I got to, before you jump, I want to point out that Meet Your Maker is doing a sponsored stream with us Tuesday okay. uh, at 8 a.m. Pacific time. What it is is they're just doing a – they're going to do a takeover. They're just going to stream from their thing on our channel. They're like, what's up, kind of cool. funny? We wanted to show you the best friends our game. Oh, cool. Because they're fans of us and, yeah, cool. Hell, yeah. 
Nice. Um, we also got, of course, and this is why I got brought up. Uh, someone said we need a Sackboy update. It was it was Keegan in the chat. Uh, need a Sackboy update because Sackboy, a big adventure, is on there, and so is Tales of Iron. Now, my real quick Sackboy shout out. Of course, I think I've mentioned it on here before, but it it bears mentioning again. Of course, I beat Sackboy, a big adventure, with my family. Yay. All this world credits on it. This happened a while ago, and I think I thought I mentioned it, but maybe you know maybe you missed the episode or maybe I didn't mention it because time's weird. But yeah, you too can beat Sackboy Big Adventure now. If you don't have it, guess what? You have it now. And if you say, Janet, I really don't want to play it. I'm not going to play it. Too bad you have to redeem it anyway because y'all nag the hell out of yep, me to redeem yep, it yep, if yep. you don't want it. Put it on there and look at it. I don't want you hiding it either. Don't put it into the hidden games folder. I want it sitting on there. In fact, load it up. Hit uh, the little it. right button and keep it in your little deck. It's stuck in there forever. Um, but yeah, I've been beat it a long time ago. Great game. Great video a lot game. Of fun. Lots of good costumes. Um, I'm yeah, glad I you are aligned time. on this, Janet, because I feel like Greg talks shit all the time about Sackboy. But yeah. Sackboy Big Adventure deserves justice and recognition. Yeah, I'm sad we didn't get I'm sad we didn't get to play. I know that was like on the the, the menu never for... ending dock of potential things to do for the studio launch was us playing Sackboy. Um, but Greg happen. said we couldn't. We can get Greg involved too. I said we gave enough flowers to that. Right? Once Greg gets his hand on the Bruno Mars levels, oh he's gonna understand. I got to the it's Bruno a, Mars level. It's a great game. Okay, go for it. Finish it's it. Fine. It's not even that long. Just finish it's fine it. Enough. It's fine. It's a launch game. We don't need to keep talking about Better it. Than right, right. Just because it didn't make my hypothetical top 10 of the PlayStation 5 games. There's a lot of good games on this list, all right? Ladies and anyway. gentlemen, when you redeem <laughs> Sackboy's Big Adventure, screenshot it on your desktop or, you know, your live area and send it to Jana Garcia, Game Thank Odyssey, on Twitter. Let her see it, okay? This, ladies and gentlemen, has been another episode of PSI Love You XOXO, your PlayStation show. Each and every week, we run you through the PlayStation news you need to know about and talk about all sorts of things. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you could watch us record the show live, you could get the show ad-free, and you could get dozens of exclusive shows all over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, like the two Remember Blanks I just talked about. However, if you have no bucks tossed our way, no big deal. YouTube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe each and every Friday for a brand spanking new episode. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.